Lunchtime Live on News Talk with the Matter Private Orthopaedic and Spine Centres Dublin and Cork. We get people moving faster. It is that time of the week when the lovely Gary O'Hanlon usually comes in and charms me, but he is not here this week. So you are in for a treat because Paul Travaux is stepping up to the task of Travaux's Kitchen on uh, Virgin 2 over on uh, television. And he joins me today to tell me what we're having for tonight's dinner. Hello, Paul. Hi, Kira. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm very good. I'm just listening into the last segments and thankfully I'm on a different time zone to everyone. Are you? So that doesn't affect me in the You're slightest. You're on Paul, Paul time. <laughs> I'm on full time. Yeah. Um, tell me, tell yeah, big pressure now. Stepping in for Gary. I know they're big shoes. They are big, big shoes. And, yeah. you, know, and you know what they say about guys with big shoes. Um, now let me, let me, let big me. Big appetite. Big, big feet. Um, let me, <laughs> let me ask you. Uh, first of all, are you going to teach me how to cook the the perfect chicken? Yes, and I'm, I'm going to. It's going to be so easy. You're just going to say it can't be that easy. So the whole series of Travo's Kitchen on Virgin Media was about stop listening to all the other nonsense you've been told and just go back to basics. So okay. here's what I want everybody to do tonight, including yourself, on how to cook the perfect chicken. Okay. I want you to go in and get one of the extra large. So it's, a, it's almost two kgs, 200 grams or 1900 grams. You'll see on the shop. Yeah. Get it. Take it out of the wrapper. Put a very small bit of olive oil into your hand and just massage it over the top of it. Uh-huh. A little bit of rock salt, mm-hmm. a little bit of pepper. Cut a lemon in half. Okay. Stick it in the hole between the legs into the oven, 180 degrees, one hour, 45 minutes. Take it out. And that are you telling me that that that's it? I don't have to. I don't know. Put butter under the skin, or I don't have to do all. Put bouquet garnies in around its garnies, feet. Garnies? No. None no, of that nonsense. I tell you why. This is like Christmas when they show you how to cook the turkey and they put two pounds of butter underneath the skin and they put it into the oven. Now, so listen, so listen why you should never do this. Because when you put butter into a hot oven, two pounds underneath the skin or a pound underneath, where is it 30 seconds later? Probably in the bottom of the tray. Running everywhere, yes. It's melted. Exactly. It's in the bottom of the tray. Does it not get trapped under the skin though, Paul? No, it doesn't. Nothing. It goes straight down. It seeps straight out. If you have to lift right. up the skin to put the butter out, you've made the hole for it to come out yourself. Right. And it's melted. And it's in the bottom of the tray. And now you've got real greasy gravy. And they say, oh, you have to base it. It's not, just put it in at the right temperature for the right time. And do you know what? They say, oh, it makes it all lovely and crispy. The skin is kind of fatty anyway. The skin is going to crispen up naturally. You don't need to do anything. So, so that's you, what I want everyone to so try I tonight. So I stuff the butter in and then I, I cover the whole thing in, in streaky bacon and everything. I'm just wasting my time. I actually, wasting when you put time. the thing into a bucket full of buttermilk for a day and everything with all sorts of stuff to try and make it delicious. Um, yeah. All a load of now rubbish. you know, this is how simple it is. And here's the other thing I want people to do. So everyone who tries that now tonight will turn around and say, can't be that easy. You'll take it out of that oven an hour and 45 minutes later and you let it rest for about 10, 15 minutes and you go, I can't believe how easy that was. But here's the beauty of this. Instead of roasting one chicken, I want everyone to roast two to make life even easier for the rest of the week. Ah. Because for the same time, for the same hassle, you now have a spare chicken for it's perfect for three, four, five days to make a lovely chicken sandwich, to make a lovely uh, Caesar chicken Caesar salad, to mix it with a little bit of sweet chili sauce in a different type of salad. And you don't need to cook anything. You don't, it's in the fridge waiting for you. Perfect. Same hassle, same work, same time. You have dinner sorted for three, four days. That's a really good idea. That's actually a really good idea because yeah. you've gone to the trouble of cooking the chicken, so why not have extra leftovers or, or, or whatever you're going to do with it? Mm. 
Yeah. Very And every parent, I know, I, know, I know we've got school holidays at the moment, but we're still making sandwiches for kids oh, and I all know. that for summer camps or else going off on picnics. So now you, don't need, you wake up in the morning, get your bread, slice up your chicken, boom, you have the rest of the day free. It's perfect. Come here, tell me this. How are things down in the restaurant? Very good, yeah. We're very lucky now, I have to admit. Uh, there's no doubt about it, this season is much slower than previous years. Really? Um, I, yeah, well, you see, I have my own very simple theory on this. Everyone says, oh, it's because of Brexit. Uh, it's nothing to do with Brexit, because Brexit was around last year, so there was no English last year, and there's none this year. You can't be down on nobody. Uh, the American market wasn't that strong last year. It's not that strong this year. But the big difference is, is the Irish market, in my own opinion, because last year, don't forget, we had four weeks of 30 to 32 degrees, so everybody stayed at home. We didn't need to go on holidays. So we all stayed at home, and apparently we're out of a recession, which I don't believe for a second, and that weekend break to Killarney or to Galway or to anywhere in the country is now being replaced with a trip across the pond to London or to Paris or, or Rome or something like that, because apparently we're flying again. Well, we're, so we're that's a huge market. flight shamed out of that very shortly. Someone has texted in and said, Paul, do you cover the chicken, or is it just a chicken sitting in the oven? And what, and what, just what, chicken sitting in the oven. And what, what tray level do you put on? Is it top of the oven, middle of the oven? Middle, middle, middle of the oven. oven. Everything nice and easy. If in doubt, just use your head. Just kind of go right. Well, okay, if I put it up here, is that going to affect the fan? If I put it, no, just stick it right in the middle. Perfect. Um, you don't even need to turn it. You don't need to base it. You don't need to do anything to it. Just stick it there. Stick it there in the middle of the thing. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, I was going to ask you about, I, I know you have some interesting views on vegans. Uh, tell, tell, me, tell me how you find them. <laughs> well, well, you see, that presumes it's, you're looking for them, of course. It's, it's, it's the 1% of vegans that give the 99% the bad rap. And the 1% of vegans aren't vegans at all and here's my classic example of we had this is going back now about 12 months where we had two people who rang in advance to say they were coming into the restaurant and that they were vegans and was there anything we could do and we went absolutely fantastic fair play to you so we created a lovely starter and main course and all that kind of stuff they arrived in I said can we have a look at the menu and I was going yeah yeah sure of course you can but we have this other you know dish prepared for you and they went no we just have a look at the menu and then they turned around and said we're actually going to go for the salmon what (laughs) and I'm looking at them and I'm going I'm not too sure where you are from, but salmon isn't a vegetable down here in Kerry. And they go, no, no, we've just kind of changed our minds. You know, I said, so you're not a vegan? And they went, well, we are vegans. No, you're not, because you can't eat salmon if you're a vegan. But the funniest one was a guy who was a, told us he was a vegan and asked for meatballs. Now, I can understand his confusion because I said, look, these aren't pretendy meatballs. They're actual meatballs. Yeah. There's meat in these. And he goes, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. Because I don't understand the obsession with vegans who are calling their food like, like dairy-free cheesecake. Well, no, you, you, it can't be cheesecake because there's no cheese in it. Like, you can't have vegan meatballs because there's no meat. Now, if you want to call it something, that's fine. I don't care what anybody eats. They can eat whatever they want. But... I don't know. It's just, it's the 1% that are giving them the bad rep. If a vegan walks into us, they're smart enough, they know what they can order. We have vegan dishes on the menu anyway, and there's never any problems, and we love doing it. But it's the guys who come in and went, nah, I want the salmon, or I'll have the meatballs that you just go. Madness. Madness. I do remember having somebody around once for lunch lunch to my house who said they were vegetarian, and then they asked me, did I have any sausages? And I was uh, equally confused, but obviously there's, maybe it's a spectrum. I have no idea, but thank you for that. That is Paul Travaux. He will be back with me next Wednesday, uh, because Gary is away for a couple of weeks and uh, with more foodie stories and indeed Wednesday night's dinner recipe Lunchtime Live on News Talk with the Matter Private Cancer Centre delivering complex cancer care every single day